Hey there, and welcome to another episode of The Buck Starts Here. Today, we've got the Buckster in the house, and we are talking about be disciplined, be different. This should be interesting. What you got for us, Buck? Well, first of all, discipline is is the key ingredient in wealth building. Um, you have to be uh, focused, you have to be vision-based, and you have to be disciplined. This one's probably the main thing because it's over time. Um, nothing great happens immediately. There's what there's a, there's a chance of one in, what, 200 million that somebody wins $1,000 on the lottery. But Yeah, I hadn't won it yet. I hadn't either, but. You got to play, I guess, to have a chance. But <laughs> well, I didn't say I haven't played. What the, played. the discipline thing is is a lot of people want um they want to sprint, they want to get in and get it out. But it's it's more like a marathon. It's it's a long period of time, consistency, um, investing properly. Um, you're gonna have ups and downs in the market as you go through as you go through life but if you can be disciplined at a very young age um 18 19 20 years old and you rock on with this thing about 30 years you will be surprised with just a little bit of money because of that compound interest um as einstein said it's the eighth wonder of the world if you can just have discipline you will end up being different but you have to be different to be disciplined you know that and i know that very well well, we were talking about it yesterday that, um, you know, for all the sports people who listen, um, I was a Bobby Bonilla fan, you know, back in the day. He hadn't played with the Mets since, I think, 2001. 2001, yeah. And he still gets $1.2 million every year. Every year. What, July 1st. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's going to get it till 2035. Right. So he's, Let me say it again. He has not played since 2001. Yeah. It's 2019. He hit a home run of home runs. He, he hit a, the biggest home run of his life was the financial contract instead of the home runs he did by playing baseball. Right. So that, that's you and I were talking about this yesterday about the, the compound interest thing. And then obviously, I, I can be this way too. You and I are old school in a lot of ways. But, you know, we're just in a society now. And I remember this growing up. And I had someone tell me, you know, Brad, you're 20 in your 20s. And you want what the 40-year-olds mm-hmm. have and have worked for for 20 years. And you mm-hmm. want it now. It just doesn't happen that way. That's right. So we're in a society and a generation where, well, you look at the kids coming up. You know, I, I mean, I do this, but, I mean, you know, everybody wants to be the next YouTube sensation. So what is that? They want instant fame and fortune immediately. You know, they don't really want to, like, work for it, so to speak. Um, they just want it here and now. And um, that speaks a lot about our generation as a whole. I mean, it could happen. That's right. But, you know, I guess the statistics are probably the same with that and the lottery. It's just mm-hmm. normally not going to happen. Um, but we we just got to get back to people in this country uh, willing to work. Mm-hmm. You know, there's nothing wrong with giving a a full day's work. For pay, a lot of people can't uh, look at something long term and be long term focused. They want to, like you said, I want it. What was the song? I want it all, and I want it now. Yeah, I don't even know who it was. But here, here's the thing: if you want to be different, you have to be different. Right. If you want things to be different, you got to be different, um, and you got to stretch it out over time. I mean, you, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? 
but some some pretty cool uh, statistics going back to the Ramsey um, teaching that, that I've been involved with now over 10 years. But think about this for a minute. If a kid like, like River and Noah, uh, they're both 19, and uh, they're both of our sons, and if they could save $2,000 a year from 19 to age 26, now what's that, seven years? That's, um, yeah, seven years, from 19 to 26. Think about that for a minute. If they could save $2,000 a year and then quit, just say they decide to stop doing it, and they just forgot about it. So um, they they are like us. They grow old really quick. They get older really quick because it seems like yesterday we was 19. But fast forward um, on down the line until they're about, say, 65. Now, they quit doing it at age 26. They started at 19. They quit doing it at 26. Because of compound interest, they'll have two point, almost $2.3 million sitting in the bank. Now, that takes different. Because a 19 to a 26-year-old, their last, I guess, thing going on in their head is, I'm going to put $2,000 away and forget about it. But that's different. And wait. And wait. But the power of that time is is amazing. Yes, um, and here's the cool thing, you know. Say for instance, they the and that and that's based on a pretty high interest rate, which is achievable. Right. Um, but say if it was half wrong, if it if it two point three turned into one point five, yeah, I wouldn't whine about it. I wouldn't whine about it either. Um, so you got to be different. You got to be disciplined to do that, especially at a young age. And here's some pretty cool uh, statistics. I, I've been reading Chris Hogan's new book. I've been uh, had the opportunity to meet him a couple of years ago, and um, he wrote a book, "Everyday Millionaire," and um, it just goes over some some statistics that they do. How are they different? You know, because if you want to be successful at something, you you go to the people that are successful, right? Yeah. I mean, if I if I want to be successful with money, I'm not going to talk to the most broke person on the planet. <laughs> Same thing with drinking. If I got a problem drinking alcohol, right. I'm not talking to a drunk about how to quit. Right. And we know that. But here's a few things, real real quick. Um, one third of all millionaires that were uh, interviewed by this book, they never had a household income of over six figures. So they never made over a hundred thousand dollars a year. So, so I got hope. Yeah, and everybody's saying, "Well, they probably made a million dollars a year. That's why they're a millionaire." No, that's not. Seventy-three um, percent of these guys um, never carried a credit card balance in their lives, so they stayed away from credit cards. Sixty-eight um, percent never took out a student loan. Sixty-two percent went to public colleges. Um, fascinating. Nine percent never even went to college. Never walked into a um, a college of all millionaires, so roughly ten percent right. never went to school. Um, they all eighty percent of them used their four hundred one k, so they used their money and other people's money to help make it. Same right. thing with compound interest there. Um, but most powerful thing that the most consecutive thing, the most consistent thing that they did, ninety seven percent of millionaires believed that they controlled their own destiny. Meaning they knew that if they had discipline and they had a desire and they could do pretty much whatever they wanted to as long as, you know, life don't throw them a bunch of curveballs. But consistency, decisions we make, man. I mean, you can just think about that frou-frou coffee that a lot of people drink. It's five, six, seven dollars a cup. 
just think if you invested that every day, yeah. you would have you'd have one hundred fifty dollars a month and one hundred fifty dollars a month in time. You really, about to hit you two grand right there. You might just have cut hit the coffee out. Just cut the coffee out. Yeah. So, but yeah, it, that's that takes that takes discipline because Starbucks is is great at what they do. They are um, marketing geniuses, yeah. and if they can get a 12, 13, 14 year old to buy a six, seven dollar coffee, then you've got a battle on your hands to start with. People so. today need Starbucks each day like they need their drawers on. You know? I mean, they <laughs> yes. just can't operate without it. You know, I, I met a guy for some financial coaching here um, a couple of weeks ago, and he wanted to meet at Starbucks. And um, I couldn't concentrate really what he was saying because of the door opening and closing and people coming and going and what was amazing these people were calling in this coffee and it was ready for them so i'd see people walk into the the door and they'd just grab their coffee off the counter and then walk back out yeah so it was paid online it was done online so I, i said man these people even ordering their coffee is genius well i've had starbucks coffee i've had other coffees i've had my own coffee and I don't. I don't see what's great about Starbucks now. If they want to sponsor me, it will right. be the greatest thing on the planet. Yeah, that's what I'm we're looking for. That. The greatest thing. We're but looking it for. just amazes me. It's the power of marketing and just you know, if you can get in somebody's head financially, like Starbucks can get in somebody's head of the need in the well, it's almost an addiction. Yeah, it's a need for and the addiction. coffee. Mm-hmm. You know, just changing the mindset. It's. It's just reminding ourselves that, you know, we mentioned this probably in one of the first podcasts we did. You know, we've got to get away from this thinking of I've got to make a lot of money to save a lot of money. Um, because you and I have, have had friends and talked about situations to where, I mean, you could make $500,000 a year, but if you're spending $500,000 a year, you don't have anything. That's exactly right. You know? Or... You can have $100,000 or less, like the statistics just talked about, and then, you know, keep your your debt as manageable and low as possible mm-hmm. and save more than somebody making 500 to a million dollars a year. That's right. And it's it's mindset, man. It's um and and when you study these guys and see how they think, like th- this is a fascinating one if I can say it right without looking at it. I, I'm just pulling this off the top of my head, but these guys, these millionaires and the people that are financially successful believe this. They believe that they are going to spend what is left after they save. Yeah. Okay. So saving is a priority to them. A lot of these guys are very frugal. Very people. frugal. So they're going to spend what's left after saving. Yeah. Now, most of the rest of society is going to save what's left after spending. And there's usually nothing. And there's usually nothing left. So when you get that mindset of, I'm going to spend what's left after saving, see how it it changed? Right. It was totally different than the mindset that we've taught. We've been taught all of our lives to uh, pay our bills, you know, pay, uh, raise our kids, um, be ideal citizens in our community. And then if we're lucky enough to put a little bit back, be thankful. But these guys, they do the opposite. They put it back first, and then if it's there to go, they'll go. But if it ain't there, they surely ain't tapping into the savings to to change it. So it's the mindset change there of being very different. Well, for me, it just goes back to no matter what the situation is or what we're talking about today, it's obviously be disciplined, be different. 
uh, I think a lot in terms of fitness and you know until until the person is just fed up with themselves and their situation um, I can motivate them encourage them till I'm blue in the face and it's not going to change anything they may even start but they're not going to finish it's only until someone gets you know fed up with their financial situation or whatever and says you know what I've got to make a change and just like the gym you don't lose 30 pounds in a day or right. a week or a month well it's, it's, it's pain no pain no gain right it's discipline it's I mean discipline. you got to stick to the monotonous things uh, every day in order to achieve the goal that you want and uh, I know people right now that are doing that, but they just got fed up with where they were at. So, you know, right. financially, people's just got to get fed up with their situation and say, I, I got to make a change. They got to be different. And here's a great verse in, in Hebrews 12, 11. It says, no discipline seems pleasant at the time. Right. But painful. Yep. Those two words right after that, but painful. And later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. Right. So discipline is is, is going to be painful. Yeah. It's going to it's going to take some time. But it says later on, however, that's the promise of right. it. It's, you're going to reap some good harvest of righteousness and, and peace you because about, you've been trained by you it. You think about women in childbirth. Now, I, I would say probably if men were the childbearers, we, we'd probably have already depleted our <laughs> yeah the population would be yeah, the population would be in reverse. But a woman, the most beautiful thing there is on earth is uh, pregnancy and then giving birth to the child. And I, I've been in the room with both of our children being born, and I could see the pain and anguish on Christy's face. Uh, and the first one, you know, going through it, you're like, man, this, this may be the only one we have. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, that magical two to three years comes around, and then it's almost like, you know, I'm going to do it again. So um, it's just gearing yourself up and being um, disciplined, going through the pain. It's not comfort, but the result is, you know, having children and it's a beautiful thing. So, mm-hmm. And that can be painful, the whole process of 20 years of that. Oh, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> you get into the teenage years, it's just like, what in the world? Well, I, I told my son, I said, here, I want you to, you know, me being a financial coach, I, I want you to listen and adhere to what I'm telling you. And he's done a real good job with that. But but um, the main thing is when it's time for me to retire, because he's done his, I, I'm going to reap some of these benefits that I've, I've paid all these years for. So. Right. Uh, Shout out to him to keep on keeping on. Yeah, but no, that's a joke. But seriously, we want we want our kids to do better than we did. Right. And um, if they just learn this thing, man, at at their age, um, and any of you out there that has kids, say under twenty five, um, yeah, it might be too old for you to accomplish the goals that they can accomplish. But it's right. never too late to start on anything. Because yeah. um, you get you need to start now. On anything that you do. Yeah, he's 19. He's going to school. He's He'll, he'll have a great job when he gets out, more than likely. Mm-hmm. But even now, you know, he's got a job, and then he's he started the, the lawn care stuff on the side. So he's – I love and appreciate that hustle. That work, yeah. So he's not afraid of hard work. Mm-hmm. But what I want him to understand is and do what I didn't do is – you know, start thinking about saving now and putting right. away and, and not spending everything you make and, mm-hmm. you know, having, think you've got to have all these things. 
uh, now. They'll come, but be smart about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, he'll appreciate it so much more, you know, when he's 46. Well, I know a guy. We'll, we'll end it on a real quick story. But I know a guy that um, he retired at 40. And uh, when he retired at 40, he was worth about $3 million. And um, he had uh, um, accumulated $3 million. And he said, man, I'm going to the house. Yeah. And um, he loves water sports, so he spends a little bit of time at the lake. And he, um, he loves coaching tennis. So he's helping out with his, um, his daughters in high school. So he's helping out on the tennis team there. But, hey, it was all because of what he did at 16, 17, and 18 that allowed him – to um now don't get me wrong he had a couple breaks in life right but it allowed him because of the discipline and being very different you know back in the early early days it allowed him to um be somewhere that me and you ain't right now but um what's mr dave say do the things now that people don't do so you can do the things later that they can't do that's right something like that so bottom line is if you want different you got to be different there you go Buckster's in the house today. That's some good stuff. Hope you listen to it. Be disciplined. Be different.